A couple of big headlines this week on the China file that really doesn't get the attention it should uh, certainly beg the question of where the hell is this inquiry, right? Like, where is this inquiry that we were promised? Or is it even still happening? Like, is it a thing? I mean, we learned from the Globe and Mail, Bob Fife reporting that conservative MP Michael Chong again has been targeted in a disinformation campaign that happened in May ahead of these June by-elections that were being monitored by Global Affairs. And apparently between May 4th and 13th, there was this coordinated uh, WeChat campaign that amplified a, a large volume of misleading information and narratives about his identity. And, um, you know, this was one of the things that Trudeau said he would do is make sure that MPs were notified if they were being targeted, you know, after his government realized or, or admitted or spun that they weren't getting any of this information. They didn't get the memos, hey? Eh? They didn't get the memos. Nonetheless, uh, Bob uh, reveals that Mr. Chong was briefed on Wednesday, but does that not add any urgency to get an inquiry going? It's just crazy. The other headline, though, is one that does not get, I don't think, nearly the attention it deserves. It involves the uh, Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank. And this is something that the Trudeau government insisted that we needed to be a member of. And we've spent almost a half a billion dollars investments, and we've got nothing to show for it. But certainly a lot of questions raised, and raised by a Canadian who was actually hired as a top director for the banking, uh, the bank doing communications, and quit in disgust in June, warning that uh, we need to pull out of this thing because it's nothing more than an institutional tool of China. Let me bring Margaret McQuaig Johnston into this conversation, senior government official who worked on Chinese issues, now senior fellow of the uh, graduate school over at Public and International Affairs at the University of Ottawa. Uh, I thank you for joining us, Margaret. Good to have you back. Good to be with you, Alex. I mean, there's there's headlines about China in the news every single day. We just don't seem to kind of... We're on summer break here, right, Margaret? We just kind of go, oh, we'll get back to China in September, uh, pay more attention. But there, these are pretty consequential headlines. So I want to start on the, on the Fife matter with uh, Michael Chong. You know, this is obviously the second time it's happened to Mr. Chong. It's probably happened more. But again, where's the, where's the urgency to get to the bottom of this? Well, we, we're not seeing much urgency, are we? Um, Mr. Chong's already been targeted, and uh, around the time that that was made public, um, he was being targeted a second time. And uh, this is, as you said, on WeChat, which is controlled by the Chinese government. Uh, they censor it. Uh, they, in fact, uh, Mr. Chong says that uh, a number, uh, I think a, uh, about a third uh, of the... Um, uh, of the messages on WeChat that were critical of him came from state organizations and state, state-owned enterprises. So um, that, that's, you know, this, this is coming from China. And they're mm. mad at him because he led um, two years ago the vote in Parliament to call what's happening to the Uyghurs a genocide. And um, and he's also called for uh, a registry, um, a foreign agents registry, uh, to track people who are uh, working on behalf of the Chinese government. He's called for a public inquiry. And so, you know, the government could move fast on both of those things, and that would go a long way to rectifying the harm done to Mr. Chung. 
Yeah, I mean, it certainly begs the question of uh, MPs thinking like, who who's got their back? Uh, you know, if if you know, it's got to be more than a talking point that that this government's uh, got their backs because it's just not flying. But again, LeBlanc, I don't know where he is. I don't even get the sense, Margaret, that anyone wants the job after uh, all of this. Well, that could be a practical problem. Uh, we saw the the weakness of the David Johnston report and how it was ridiculed. Whoever takes this on is going to have to be a very strong individual who will not, uh, you know, somebody who will look at the David Johnston report a second time and do it properly, mm-hmm. uh, who will look at other things that China is doing to undermine our democracy, things that weren't leaked to the press. There's a lot more there. And, and, uh, and write a, a strong report with some concrete actions, like, for example, a single window for the diaspora to go to when they're being intimidated. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, we were told that those police stations were shut down, and um, and Marco Mendicino, who is now out of cabinet, um, well, that was not true. The other the other side of the story is uh, is Steve Chase of the Globe and Mail, who who had reported earlier, and I think we've gotten a really interesting look. Um, from a guy named Bob Pickford. This is someone who got a job at this Asian infrastructure uh, bank, and, and he went and took the job, admittedly, because he felt that there were unfair um, assumptions that uh, there was nefarious behavior behind this bank. So he kind of went to the job thinking, I'm going to prove everyone wrong that this is actually a really good thing. And he just quit the job suddenly in, in June, came home and said, no, we got to get out of this thing. This is an arm of the Chinese government. He talks about being shadowed by, uh, you know, Chinese, uh, you know, agents that directly report back. So he looks at this and says, like, why are we part of this? We've got to get out. And he will be meeting, I guess, with Christian Freeland next week, who's put a hold on our activities here. But this is a government that went headfirst into this thing and, you know, adamant that we are going to get a lot out of it. And we've gotten nothing out of it, but we spent a fortune and now been, you know, exposed ourselves further to China. Yeah, well, I think initially it looked like it could be a useful platform, although everyone was concerned about the outsized role that China was playing in it. It was initiated by China. Its head offices in Beijing. Uh, China uh, made the largest initial financial contribution. They hold de facto vote, uh, veto over the governing board. And the bank president and many of the staff are all Chinese nationals. Uh, what Bob Pickford was seeing was the impact of the uh, CCP committees in every organization, if there's um, more than three CCP members, Communist Party members, uh, there must be a Communist Party committee. And while it start, started a, a number of years ago, five, six, seven years ago, with a role, um, you know, holding, uh, say, birthday parties uh, in, in the workplace and, and innocuous things like that, uh, it's graduated to be a major factor in every organization in China uh, and often substitutes its own uh, decisions for those of the governing governing bodies and, and management. And so we're seeing this in uh, the joint ventures in China, in uh, branch plants in China, uh, that really the Western or foreign firm has very little control anymore. We even see this in the um, Western University um, uh, uh, campuses where um, 
the, you know, Duke University, for example, has a campus in China at Kunshan. I used to be associated with it. And now it's the Communist Party uh, Committee that's making decisions mm-hmm. about things like uh, how many Chinese versus foreign students there should be in the, uh, yeah. the campus. Yeah, and that's way over their skis. But again, we spent a fortune on this thing. Um, it's been put on hold. The question is, will anyone actually take it seriously in government? And will they pull the plug on our on our membership on this thing? Right. There is a procedure for withdrawing. Uh, you have to give six months notice. And the bank will then repurchase the shares that you, you put in. So we could get our money back, <laughs> which is is uh, you know an important thing to consider here when it's hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, it's uh, it is a lot of money, but again, the the risk to what we're being exposed to further. But nonetheless, no urgency in Ottawa until they get back from their summer break and their campaigning. Margaret, we'll talk again. Appreciate it. Good to be with you. Thanks. That's uh, Margaret McQuaid Johnston uh, joining us here, and yeah, I'd been reading that. Yeah, not no one really wants the job. I'm sure you can find someone to do the job. You have to look.